0: Welcome to We Are Something Else, episode 89. Something Ain't Right. And I guess that's appropriate for the way the last past 15 minutes have gone to mine. Something wasn't right uh, with my laptop. Hence the, well, we're, we're late here and there anyway, but <laughs> we, were, we were about to be on time until my laptop decided it was going to update and take uh, about two hours to update. So we had to cancel that out and wait for it to reboot back up. Ah, fellas, what's good? We're here, bro. Hey, what's good, man? Yes, Brandon, what's good? Hey, what's good?
1: Ain't nothing, man. You know, uh, this was a weird week. I don't know if it's... I don't know, just weird. Uh, Weird as, as in... It seems a little normal, like normality as far as like back when we weren't in COVID, normal. Okay. Kind of weird because we still in COVID. So it's,
0: like, <laughs> it's How about that?
1: A little weird, but, you know, uh, I did, you know, I hit. I went to the store and I saw a super amount of people out. And I immediately hit that anxiety and I was like, nope. I, I just wanted to like turn around and go back to the crib and be like, I'll wait until it's almost closing time and go, you know what I mean? Like, um but happening. yeah, I mean, it's, it, I feel like that's the new norm. Like people like, I'm not gonna rush to any place, um, you know, big name or stuff like that. Um Other than that, man, just, you know, um, excited about the show. Uh, we just we was chopping it up about, you know, March Madness and, um, you know, just some NFL trades. And, you know, all in all, man, it's just uh, it's good to be on here just to chop it up and kind of get away for a few.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Let, let me share a story with you. I got, we got a lot of stories to share tonight, but I'll start off with this one. Um, you guys ever use Facebook Marketplace or anything? No.
2: Yeah. We yeah, okay. uh, I like to joke that half of our entire place we bought on Facebook Marketplace <laughs> for like thirty bucks.
0: Right, exactly. So for those who are unfamiliar, Facebook Marketplace is almost a Craigslist or yard sale of that belongs to Facebook, obviously. It's it's the community of Facebook members that may have something brand new that they want to sell, something slightly used, something hell, I've seen some stuff that's been really used. Um, and it's just whatever. And people trying to get rid of it. It's like a, just a online yard sale and you can go check it out. Um so I I've been in the market for um let's say a motorcycle lately, right? Got the urge, okay, time to get back on the bike. Uh I got the I got the damn motorcycle license. What's the point of having a license and renewing it if I'm not going to use it, right? So, start shopping bikes. And Found one that that was really interesting. The price was was very attractive, right, and right in my budget. Because I'm not going brand new, I'm just get something you know that that's worn in a little bit, and just just to get me back comfortable on the road. So I waited on that. I was like, you know what, nah, it, it's it's not for me. Well, a day later, the price drops. Oh well, it's it's becoming more attractive to me now. So when you when you see something you you know an ad or whatever, it's just like I am and somebody or whatever you can say you know reached out to the seller so I contacted the sellers like hey is the bike still for sale and the person's like yeah of course still for sale uh, I'm I'm firm on the price though I'm not gonna drop it anymore this is staying firm and I was like all right that's fine you know that's in my range so now I'm like I'm gonna I might come out this weekend and check it out that's what you have to do you have to come out check it out. For anything that you want to buy. So a good friend of mine, he's like, um, well, you know, get the VIN number so you can do the research. And that's what you should do anyway, when you're buying any type of vehicle from a private seller, a regular, whatever, a dealership, get the VIN number, run the VIN number and see if if there's any history on the car, major repairs, accidents, whatever. Okay. So I hit the guy today, say, Hey, you know, why you at it? Can I get that VIN number? From you first, he said he had a clean title. It's another question you guys say: is do you have a clean title, so the trans one part of the transaction can run smooth. Yes. All right. Do you have the VIN? Can I get the VIN number from you? He responds, no. Hmm. So my response is, well, how am I going to see the history of this motorcycle if I don't have the VIN number? I would like to do some research, and then he responds back. He's like, you know, uh, you know, we don't have to something about we don't have to make this a friend thing, you know, or uh, test drives are unnecessary. Just come out. If you see the bike, you like it. It's here. Well, how about to fuck you. No. How am I going to come out and just look at a bike and decide just because it looks good, I'm going to give you a couple grand and take the bike. So after that, I, I click on the listen again, right, just to see. The listen's gone and then the guy's Facebook profile, gone. So I don't know what the hell I was getting ready to walk in the, in on over the weekend, but I guess you ask the right questions, you're going to get the right answers, right? So, but don't let right. that deter anybody from Facebook Marketplace. So I've actually bought a couple cool things off of there, uh, but I always take pops with me because he's strapped. That's what you got to do.
3: I mean, even Chick fil A used to let you taste the nuggets. You know what I'm saying? Like what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who does the guy think he is? <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? Exactly, it's just a mess. Um But you know, John is going
2: look. off in the comments right now. By
0: I'm, I'm, I'm getting to him. You know, <laughs> I didn't know how to address him. John Aquatop. Okay, Aquatop. Him. Here, he is, this guy? This guy told me to ask for the VIN. Also, yeah, it probably was stolen. Who knows? It may not have been a bike at all. It could have just got me out there and beat me over the head. That would have been my next question after all this: Is how you know what's the payment setup like? Could be doing Cash App, which I wouldn't have done. I would have got a, like a cashiers check or something like that. Um, the way if something go wrong you just cancel it. Um, but yeah, that would have that would have everything would have revealed itself eventually if it was a shady deal. So look for Rims. Yeah, you can find everything. Oh boy, that <laughs> <laughs> explains it <but> Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a good for, yeah. A bit, you know, my bad. My bad. <laughs> this is true. Um, so let, let that be a lesson learned, you know, do your homework. Just don't go out and give somebody a couple grand off a bike that you looked at and didn't get to test drive. I I didn't know what these things were going to happen. I got there. these questions, you know, weren't going to be asked, but anyways, on that, fellas, um, that's right. Uh, let's start off with this one right here. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been watching the news lately. But uh, Kirk Franklin has been in the news and all because of his son, right? So, Kirk Franklin, the, the uh, audio was released between uh, the conversation between Kirk Franklin's son, I can't remember his name, Carry On or something like that, um, and him, in which the conversation got heated. And Kirk is telling his son, you know, I mean, he's cussing on him, pretty much, you know, he'll break his neck. Um, You know, he'll put his foot in his ass. All kinds of stuff. You can find the audio. But what came out of this was Kirk was trending because, again, you know, a man of the cloth or, you know, this 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 image that he's given off. And then there's these these audio, this audio out here that kind of humanizes him somewhat. Right. So my question is, you know, did he apologize? I, my first question is, should Kirk have apologized? Or what he said to his son and we can go around with that
2: eh, I, it's tough because I can understand from like his, the business side of things why he might feel the need to apologize but I know at least for me a lot of like my timelines were in support of him and kind of being like alright well everything he was saying about his son, his son's the one leaking the audio that kind of, he's kind of proven his point uh, it was, you know, a lot of the messages that, you know, I was seeing. So um, it's, it's tough cause you know, it's family stuff. And yeah, it does humanize him, but that's one of those things where ultimately I don't know if that's the worst thing in the world.
0: No,
1: superfly. Like, go ahead. No, you go ahead E,
0: if you want.
3: All right, I'll I'll go ahead.
1: Uh, well, being the 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 resident PK uh on here, which is preacher's kid, that that whole, you know, first of all, they they human, right? They didn't come out the womb straight off with the cloth next to them or nothing like that. Like they were human. They make mistakes. Um, I'll just keep it short. First of all, he was talking to his son, who was a grown ass man at 33 years old. Absolutely. That changes the landscape of one, the conversation. Two, uh, you recording your parents has always been not in our generation. So he's just old enough to know that that ain't what we never did. And I feel like the attention that he was seeking still didn't come his way, that he's immature for his age on the reason why, let me record him so people can see. And ultimately, I don't think he should have apologized because, again, that was a personal conversation with between him and his family that wasn't linked on his side. And it doesn't change who he is as a, as a father because he even identified, all he had to say was, we've gone to counseling for this, for this situation with, with our son. And that's enough where I don't have to apologize for what you heard on there because you would have heard hella worse in these damn, you know, meetings or, the, you know, the, the, the confrontation with the, the, the therapist. So did he do anything wrong? Nope. Do kids take parents there sometimes? Absolutely. Absolutely, all of us can definitely contest to it. I'm sure whether it was I'm gonna break your neck or I'm a, I, you know, the cliche I brought you into this world. I'm gonna take you out. Sometimes there's some extra words that are added in there. It don't it hits different, but it's all out of love. You dig? And he has to understand at 33 that that's just not even the way to handle a family situation because. It, do, it, did, it did nothing for him, and it also made it seem as though he has a long way to go at being 33. I know on the female side of the house, ain't no female about to talk to this nigga who's definitely calling and recording his parents at 33 years old. But that's for another conversation.
3: I'm glad you touched on the whole recording of conversation and, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know where that came from. I guess it's just what the availability is. These these devices and these people are so used to record and everything in the world like i it just doesn't even occur to me to record a conversation with my parents i now i will say and all parents kind of notice like your children will tell on you you know what i'm saying <laughs> anybody knows that who knows who has kids know your kids will tell on your ass now i didn't know that it would happen <laughs> at 33 like i figured you know what i'm saying by then you know, you can establish, uh, you know what I mean, a level of trust or whatever that, you know, what I'm saying some stuff don't go out the house, but apparently not. You know what I'm saying? So and the last thing I'll say about that is like Kirk Franklin, he wasn't Reverend Kirk Franklin. Like he was he was just a recording artist. You know what I'm saying? And he was making gospel music that slaps like it wasn't even like super holy gospel music. It was like, you know, what I'm saying right on the edge. So the fact that you people holding them on some high pedestal like he's supposed to be you know me and a moral authority like no he's just the you know I'm saying somebody struggling with life like everyone else who you know has some spiritual guidance you know but at the same time everybody falls off you know what I'm saying or is not their best at all times especially with kids and that's the last thing I'll say is that like before I became a parent I used to be judging all kinds of you know what I'm saying (laughs) how How could you let these kids act like this you know what I'm saying? Who raised you? Like, I, I used to do all that kind of shit until I had my own kids and it was just like, I ain't saying nothing about nobody. You know what I'm saying?
0: Because
3: I, I understand. <laughs> so, hey, I understand, Kirk.
0: Ab- absolutely. I mean, again, you touched base on what I was going to say. It's not like he's Reverend Kirk Franklin, right? And he's human. I, I think that we try to put people who, personify themselves as one image in front of the screen as that's who they are off the screen but everybody has a real life or another life or how they li- live behind the screen and we know Kirk Franklin isn't isn't perfect i mean he he admitted to an addiction that he had a few years ago right you know so he, he has humanized himself before so i wouldn't have apologized for a conversation again, like you have with your kid, you know, and I don't, I don't get that whole, you know, you're trying to exploit your your parents, your dad for something, and you're trying to do a smear campaign. It's not going to work. First of all, he just dropped one of the hottest, tiny, best concerts that has been in in some time, and so right now he's riding high, and um,
3: and he did that versus.
0: and the and he did the verses, and like he's got, I mean, he's got hits. Kirk Franklin has hits, so. And we've never heard anything else bad about Kirk Franklin, and so it just makes it makes him human. He's a parent, and again, your kids will take you there. And a thirty-three-year-old man who's still seeking attention, you know, or whatever he's at. Why now at this point? You know, I, I don't get it. But but we all know. And even if this was Reverend Kirk Franklin, we we can attest that people of the cloth. Again. Their, their language or their their uh, select language that they use in their households isn't necessarily always sermon language or preaching to the you know, the masses
1: language. But I, human. We should never even think that that's the capability. I think that's the... I guess for me, like I said, being a PK, like I've always had to defend like the whole, oh, you guys have Bible study every day of the week. I was like, nah, never had. Don't even know what that is until I go to church because we don't have it up in here. You know what I mean? And then when people interact with my pops, they realize yes, he's a preacher, but then they realize he's cool. He's just a regular person. He's not preaching to you. And I was like, you had a you listened to a story. He was everything first before that. You know what I mean? He was worked at the the meat factory. You know what I'm saying? He was a te- he worked on telephone poles. Like he was like that guy where you sit there and be like, everybody's daddy sound like that. Where they had either a whole bunch of jobs, whatever, and that's just something that he let into it. Um, I think you look at it. And I and I realized that I appreciate it more because I would rather want somebody who didn't have to live by their tag of a of a profession to live the way that they're they they you know, because they're living for everybody else and right. not for their family that they created off of not that tag, but what they do when they're with their family. So, you know, it is what it is.
3: Yeah, and I didn't even watch the video. So, like, I don't even know what was said. I didn't even, I haven't read anything about this. However, does this circumstance, did he, like, did he raise his son, like, in his house? Like, was this, like, a, this seems a little like there's some, there's a lot of anger or something going on. Like, cause I just don't understand the whole, you know, I wanna expose Kirk Franklin for, you know what I'm saying? The horrible right. father. Like, I don't even, I do not get this at all. Like, what is the what? What's the backstory? Does anybody know?
1: I just think it. I, I think it was. He's from the his first initial marriage, so he's that. Okay, that's his first son or his first kid. Period. So you already know. There's some. There's probably some resentment. There's some the growing pains of what he himself, you know, Kirk Franklin was doing while he had his first son. Like you said, he was just in the news, you know, a few years back for stuff he was going through personally. Um, but again, I, I I guess really aside from all of that, because everybody's parents go through stuff and it does not change the, the outcome of what you do based upon what your parents go through to change who you are. Right. If anything, that should build your character and say, my pops just got through getting smeared in the, in the you know, in the tabloids for something that other people have the same problem with. So why? Mm-hmm. Because he has the problem should be any different. Than what the regular person does. And I think that's where it comes from. But I think, like you said, it's really, he's the firstborn, I believe. Probably got resentment. Clearly, you know, there's probably some issues as far as that first initial marriage. She's not with her no more. Got a new, you know, wife. They got kids, I believe, even through that one. So, and you 33, dog, like, if you ain't got it on your own by now.
0: Right, 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 right. Um I posted about uh this earlier this week about uh the Oscars. Uh, they they um, announced the nominees uh, and we already know that the Oscars they you know they they're holding on for dear life every year to get people to watch for ratings or whatever because it's the most long, it's the longest drawn out award show there is. It's, it's super dry. Um and now with COVID. I'm not sure, you know, how, how I was gonna be if it's a little, it's be a small audience. If it's gonna be like how, kind of how they've been doing it, uh, virtual for the most part. Um, the Grammys just did like they only had the nominees come sit outside, uh, sit outside during when their their time was to come to be nominated, and then they would switch them out, rotate them out. So I don't know how they're gonna do it, but an interesting thing happened uh, with these nominees. Um, so best, so supporting actor came out right. And in the supporting actor category, you have Daniel Kululia. I think I said that right. And Lakeith Stanfield. Kululia. And Lakeith Stanfield, both nominated for supporting actor. Now, mind you, this is for Judas and the Black Messiah. And if both of those guys are supporting actors, who the hell is the lead actor in that movie? Now, I can see the argument of exchanging one for the other for lead because the story is about both of them technically and they probably both shared equal amount of screen time in the movie but to give them both supporting actor and then again I I haven't seen all of I haven't seen Ma Rainey's but I know that Chadwick was not the lead actor in that movie but he's nominated for lead actor for Ma Rainey so First question is, you know, do you could you could you pick a lead actor out of Judas? Do you do you, out of one of the two, who would you say was the lead?
3: The Keith. The movie is about. I mean, it's called Judas and the Black Messiah. Like Judas, you know what I'm saying? Is his mm-hmm. character, and he's the first person in the movie. Yeah. The movie really centers around
2: him to
0: me. Yeah, I mean, and I can see that.
2: Yeah, I'm with mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I can totally get behind that that argument that Superfly just made. Like, Stanfield, he is the first guy that you see, and yeah, if you're going just by the name Man, of the movie, last to you, yeah. right? Yeah, he's got you know he's got the top billing if you know the movie is called Judas and the Black Messiah. So, I, I'm with that.
0: Do we do we think this is an opportunity to? Kind of jam packed, two black actors in one category. Like, you know, are, are they not worthy enough? You know, to you can have two. If they're, if they're good enough for two black, two supporting, can they be good enough for two leads?
3: Come on, man! You can't have a movie about the Black Panthers win an Oscar, be? Like, <laughs> you already know what this is.
0: <laughs> I'm, just, I'm asking. I don't. I don't know. I don't this know. America, man!
3: What the fuck is
2: on? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know the politics behind how like the categories get figured out and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't I don't know the details of the process, like whether they have to be nominated by like their peers or, you know, if like to, I don't know how it works, because, yeah, I'm thinking kind of the same thing. If they're good enough to both be the supporting actors, couldn't you also just make the argument that they were both the lead?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I get the argument, but I think it comes down to what Superfly said. Um, Unfortunately, even though we believe that we have dominated the movie screen for some time, that we'll never get, you can't have too many in there. It's like that that teacher or that coach or your boss that says, I can't give you 100% because then everybody else is going to be like, well, you know, I did great on everything, or, you know, what can you improve on? And let's just be honest, that movie was just that, but it was about you know Lake's uh character more so than anything. Um whether or not they have any I, to be honest with you, I would look at what are the other nominees and are they even does it even make sense to have them in that? Because again, they gotta put somebody against somebody. That's that's just what it is at the end of the day. I know it's more than is it what like four, four or five for each category or mm-hmm. something? Like they also so,
0: got the guy from um the Regina King movie, the One Night Miami. One Night in Miami. He's in there to, in the supporting actor.
1: Now again, you take a look the at the dude
3: that. from Hamilton, or who who is it? Which one? Uh
1: is it? yeah,
0: maybe the one from Hamilton. I can't <laughs> think of his name.
1: You look at that movie and look at how it's centered on all of them, you know, equally for that time frame. So again, this how do you separate who's the you know who's the co who's the lead? When the movie is generated that everybody's equal parts. It's like, you know.
3: Yeah, I think when One Night in Miami, it kind of revolves around Malcolm X. But the I can't really call him the lead. He's just the main protagonist. But you know what I'm saying? And I guess that might be the argument with Judas and the Black Messiah is that you know the main protagonist is Lakeith Stansfield. And he might even have more screen time and lines. But, you know, if you watch... You know the movie's about Fred Hampton. You know what I mean? But they don't give, you know what I mean, Fred Hampton the same uh, character study. They You kind of come to him in the middle of his life during this short period of time. He's already we get established. A, yeah. Exactly. We get the backstory on the Keith Stanfield character and the future. You know what I'm saying? Like, the real him. Like, they they do a lot right around his character, which is, makes me think he's the you know, he's a, maybe he is the main protagonist, but they share, you know, co starring roles. But I don't, it doesn't, oh I God. do not care at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the Oscars, man. right? right.
0: It, it, it also brings up uh, another point that I don't know if you guys saw the Five Bloods, but like the talk early last year was Delroy Lindo should got a nod for yeah. a lead or supporting actor for them, and he didn't, they just completely overlooked him. I mean he he was amazing in that role. I mean hell he made he, he, he made he made the movie. Um but it, that one of those movies just got overlooked. So I, I don't know who else is nominated cuz once I saw that was my main thing was how you going to have two of the lead whatever the main guys in one role, I mean in one category. You know just throw the stick in and see who comes out on top. But uh all right, let's see. All right, so Robert Aaron Long. If you don't know his name, terrorist. Facts. There you go. I don't have a yep. picture of this terrorist because uh, I'm not. I'm not going to do anything to uh, give light to that to that person. But um, earlier this week, um, he went on a, a killing spree. Pretty much, he killed and uh, in, in uh, Georgia, he killed. Eight people. I think he critically injured one, but uh, mostly targeted Asian women. Uh, and I believe he targeted two spas in the Georgia area. Um, and, and he admitted to doing it, right? And his excuse was it wasn't a hate crime, he did it for sexual addiction. So I'm a, I'm gonna leave that there because uh, we we've we go around we, we kind of talked on what what's been going on as far as attack on the Asian community because of the hate rhetoric that's been spewed within the last past year been ramped up you know with the coronavirus being called China virus um, even before that there was there was some rhetoric that had gone around but now it's just really amped up and for some reason Asians. Are being attacked. So we'll go around and get your feelers on um, what's happening and, you know, the story.
2: I guess as the, as one of the resident Pacific Islanders on the, uh, on the show, um, you know, this is hitting really close, close to home. And it's something that me and a lot of, you know, my fellow Asian and Pacific Islander brethren have been talking about recently is how, there's, for decades, just, you know, it's been the the label of basically being the submissive race. Um, that's, you know, how Asians were assimilated into the country kind of thing, like just submissive to the whites. And, you know, so there's, there's some of this that is just ingrained in some people's uh, view of you know, uh, people from Asian and Pacific Islander countries and everything. And let's, let's be honest. This was a domestic terrorist attack. This isn't the first time this has happened. Um, and you know, Dave Chappelle made a joke about it, but you know, white parents, the chances of these, you know, these terrorists being your kids compared to everybody else, it's really high. Like it's, You can't have, you know, if any of the four of us were the, were the person to actually be the one committing this crime, we're not getting the police coming out here trying to like spin some sad sob story or whatever. Like, that's not how that would work. So the fact that this dude, like sexual, like, bro, if it's sexual addiction, you targeted Asian massage parlors. You could have gone to any of the strip clubs. Atlanta's like the strip club capital of the world dog. Like what it like, you know, like, you can't (laughs) like, you can't That like this shit doesn't add up dog. It doesn't add up. It's like, Oh, it wasn't, you know, race-based. The only people that got hit were one specific race dog. So, you know, uh, it's, it's, you know, uh, it's one of those things where you got to stop the Asian hate black lives still matter. Everybody needs to keep doing what they can do. Like this is not, we're you know, like we've been saying, we're we still got a long ways to go.
1: Yeah, this. First of all, um, fuck the police officer that was up there. And I was say,
0: getting to that. Go ahead, go ahead, cover yeah. that part. Go ahead.
1: And fuck him and everything he stands for. Um, Jay Baker. Well, whoever he don't deserve. I'm not gonna say his name. Um cause a bad day for a lot of us don't equate to pulling no dumb shit like that. And even if we labeled that the day that we decided to pop off, we labeled everything else under the sun except for us having a bad day. Um, you know, I'm glad they didn't use the mental health aspect, but I also feel like they feeding him that bullshit to say that it was a sexual thing. Um, because if it was off the hate, they know what is what it is, they know what's gonna happen with it. It's gonna turn into it's gonna it's gonna create that 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 pot that's still boiling. You know what I mean? Uh so you know, kudos to them for making up a bullshit ass story. Uh and hopefully, you know, they know that that people's eyes aren't closed, you know, and know exactly what it is. But yeah, to say he had a bad day was it, it's almost like that confirmation of the period behind the fuck you. We'll still do what we wanna do. Mm-hmm. We still run this shit because we still sit in the places that call the shots and so at the end of the day it's sad um but i will say shout out to the uh, asian grandmother who whooped that white boy's ass up in oakland or i think it was either oakland or san francisco because she was ready to tear his ass up some more even with the cops right there with the wooden stick so uh don't play nope. around definitely get busy on these on these stupid white people that feel like they want to test because it can de- It can definitely go down.
3: Absolutely, man. And continue, like, people just continue to speak up and show solidarity, man. Like, we're not going to defeat white supremacy by allowing some other group to, you know what I mean, now start to catch it. And, you know what I'm saying, and just sit back because it's not us and not say anything. And I understand that things are happening in Haiti and other places, and it's still racism happening to black people but look man when you see something wrong you stand up for it and those people will stand up for you you know what i'm saying so it's like this is about unity and it's about you know ending the the caste system the the structure that is you know have been put up in this country for you know 400 years so you know, we got to be, we got to stand up and be strong for the other people too. And not let, not, not that they can't be strong for themselves. They, you know what I mean? They, they build whole communities, you know what I mean? And they're, and in a way we can learn a lot from them too. So we got to understand and, and, you know, unify, man. And that's to me what it's about.
0: Absolutely. Um, as, as we touch bases on the, the police, um, their spokesperson, Captain Jay Baker, in his press his presser, you know, he was very nonchalantly explaining the situation with the kid, with the grown ass terrorist, grown ass man, that you know, oh, he, he chalked it up to having a bad day, right? So that that's again, that's the label you get is, oh, he just had a bad day, you know? But we're not the privilege not of
2: being able to have a bad day.
3: You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And then kill exactly. a bunch of people, and then exactly. people try to
0: rationalize it. Like exactly, we don't get we don't get that. We don't we don't get that rope fed to us. Oh, you know, he was just having a bad day. If you get
3: pulled over by the cops right now and say I'm having a bad day, you might get shot
0: for say, for admitting that. Exactly. Exactly. Because we we've seen recently too, you know, social media is is. A good source to show you a lot of things that you probably don't get to see on regular news. I mean, I can't name how many, uh, how many, how number, how many number of people have gotten killed that were going through obviously a mental health crisis. You know, they were they were having a bad day, a bad health, mental health day where they obviously seemed wrong. I saw, you know, a kid tell the cop when he called the police officers there. Hey, my dad. You know, he's just having a moment. You know, when you come, don't use your don't use any weapons on him. You know, we just need him. You know, maybe take him to a hospital, to look at, or whatever. So instead of sending a mental resource specialist that the police station does have, they sent a regular officer, and I guess he deemed the guy too aggressive and he shot him dead right in front of his his kid right there in the in the yard right again we don't get that that rope of having a bad day everything's got to be on point 100% you've got to have you can't have any type of aggression
3: he's a threat exactly you know what I mean my threat- life is being threatened
0: right You get labeled thugs you get labeled all that so it, it, again, again you don't get that rope of a bad day but I, what I want is mind you if you don't know the, the guy is still alive, right? He was taken alive, right? You know, I want, I don't know what justice is, but I do know that, you know, I want this guy treated like he was selling Lucy's on the street. I want i want him treated like he was selling burnt CDs at a gas station. I want him treated like his car broke down in the middle of the street and he was flagging down help. Hell, I want him treated like he's walking through the neighborhood with a bag of skittles. Right, none of with mind you, none of these people had weapons. But
3: I know well, what you're saying. But look, for real, we don't want him treated like we want the people with the skittles, people selling Lucy's to be treated like him. Right. That's what this is right. about. You know what right. I'm saying? It's not about revenge and seeing people that the police should not be killing anybody.
1: Right. No, I get it, and it, that's that's the that's but what what. You know, I understand, Cleo, and, and respect to that, because what it is, is it's, it's that frustration piece. You know what I'm saying? It's the frustru- it's, it's frustrating even to this day to think that uh, you can walk in the church and murder people that was just praying for you, your dumb ass. And then go to Burger King. And then the cops take your ass to Burger King because you haven't had anything to eat.
0: So, so let me clean that up real quickie. I'm not wishing death upon this person i'm just i'm giving you outcomes of something that's already happened something that you know that's that's very publicized of outcomes of situations where people may who may have really been having a bad day or maybe not having a bad day at all but this is an outcome of just a chance encounter by law enforcement i get it dog get
1: it. understand yeah. and listen, it's like you get both sides because the frustration comes out and you want bad stuff to happen so they can understand like what y'all going through, we've been going through. But at the same time, like Superfly said, you know, that's also the change that we need within the police force in general is that they have a better understanding of how to deal with situations and not just automatically assume that the lethal force is is the only way that we're going to get through this situation. Um, You know, unfortunately, that's just that's the part where we got a long ways to go before we get to that.
3: All right. So about the lethal force part. Right. Like, forget the cops. Like, you know, I know a lot of people, especially, you know what I'm saying? People that look like us have been having conversations about getting CDLs, going to the range. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that a similar posture that is a happening? You know what I mean? Amongst our Asian and Pacific Islander folks, you know what I'm saying around people getting right and arming themselves in order to protect themselves. Cuz that's something we were talking about, even though it's 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 underground quite a bit, but people are getting right.
1: No. Out there. I think that's been I, for, I know well for I say from my side of town, that's always been the case cuz that's always right. Crazy. That's, that's number one. We know crazy. what it is. Yeah, right. You Lord. They out here
3: too, though. They out <laughs> here. They out here in PG County, heavy. They, at least they was. I don't. I don't even know. I'm not in the streets like that anymore. But.
1: Right. I They were like, "Damn, I really don't want to go to LA." No. Right. <laughs> but that that's that's the way that you. But see that that's and that comes part of that that life cycle of. You know, um, defending your home, defending yourself, understanding the difference from I'm just walking around as a nobody, a unnamed person to this person of authority until it gets to that time where I feel threatened. Now it's a situation where I'm having to pop off. The the most classic case has always been the Tupac where he shot at the undercover cops because they were shooting. They were they were messing with somebody who had no they had no business messing with. And everybody was like, claims they'll bust at a cop for all the all these reasons in the rap songs, but ain't nobody did nothing. But he literally busted shots at two cops in Atlanta out at, at of all places. Black cops. Don't no matter if they was white, wrong, or any different. Park shot at these cops because they was doing something that they shouldn't have been doing. That's what we should have been. That's how you police yourself, because then that changes the outlook in that whole area. That whole thing changed that whole situation. Like you said, you got to get right and you got to do it by, you got to do it legally and you got to have yourself right. So when it does pop off, you're not just being, you know, made of, you know, whatever.
0: Absolutely. All right. So he sent something out earlier this week. Um, The Chad Ochoacinco. Uh, Brandon Marshall and who was the I can't think of remember the other guy um you sent out the video was, of the
2: podcast. What was the it? The I am Athlete Podcast.
0: Yeah I Am Athlete Podcast. And and on the episode, the the snippet that we saw, it just talked about, you know, just checking in on on each other, seeing how how everyone is doing. Right? You know, we we're all we're all going through something at some point of our lives. And like, the world is constantly moving around us, right? And some sometimes we can get lost in checking on each other or handling stressors, and stuff like that. And then with, with this pandemic being still going, currently going on and heavy, you know, although some people don't treat it that way, you know, there are a lot of people who who are dealing with, you know, that, that's, that's a big shift in life. You know, we were already on, you know, living through... A, a presidency that that was preaching, you know, hate rhetoric and all of a sudden now, you know, the world comes to a complete stop. Boom, you're in a house and you know, you're you're shut off from resources or outlets or whatever you can do but you may have been doing just to kind of clear your head a little bit. You know, everything's right here now. But I just wanted to spend, you know, spend a little time on a subject, you know, as men, you know, sometimes we always feel like we got to be the strongest in the room. You know, we've got to be the providers. We've got to be, you know, it's got to be that image, you know, because most people told you know, men, men don't cry. You know, we, we've got to, we got to be rational. We've got to, we've got to problem solve 24 seven, bear the weight on our shoulders. And I just, I just want to know how do you, how do you feel about that? You know, how do you handle stressors?
2: E, did you want to uh, start it off since you were the one that brought the video to us earlier?
1: Yeah. Um, so this this goes, and, and, and this is outside of pit, the pandemic, but I know that clearly that's, you know, one stressor that, you know, has to be dealt with. Um, so the, the thing was, was Brandon Marshall was identifying, you know, his two kids, the little girl fell down runs over there you know oh you'll be all right you know daddy's here little boy falls down and the approach is different you know you got to be strong shake that off don't cry don't show emotion um and then you know kind of flip to where you know chad was talking about you know him having to deal with you know not having his moms right and why i sent it to to us was because i recently one of my close homeboys who i grew up with out here lost his moms and I don't know what that feels like. You know, I still got both of my parents. I've had other homeboys that lost their parents. I don't even know how to connect with them other than asking them, like, are you good? But outside of that, I don't know where to go after that because I don't know if they know that they can say more, or just be like, nah, dog, I'm not all right. Where they just be like, I'm cool or I am okay or, you know, some days is good and some days is bad. But it's, it seems like that's where it stops with us, right? And it's okay to, further go into that because again, I ain't never lost a parent. So I don't know what that feels like. And I don't, you know, you wouldn't know how to go about it, but you want to be there for your dog because the difference in how a dude handles it compared to a female when it's an automatic come together moment. Um But then I kind of realized, I realized a lot of the homeboys that I have, Cleo, you being one, we've had, those type of moments, right? That back in the day we would have been like, man, we some punks. But like in that moment, it was like that it that true feeling under as a grown man, you understand that you needed that, that you you have that. It's good to have that. Cause I got a homeboy right now. I ain't touched base with him since maybe like at least six months. I'm talking about to the point where I've been calling his phone, reaching out to his, his his parents, his sister. I checked the jail cell, just you know, the jail to see if he's in jail. And he was like one of the dudes that really was trying. But again, always felt he always fell short. So I felt like in that moment, it was like, could I have just checked up on him? Could I have just sent that message beforehand? Even if it wasn't nothing I can do financially, just to be able to, you know, hear my voice and just be on some... know it is what it is like let me know whatever you need bro i got you so that's where that came from and i feel like you know we've talked about it on here we've had a guest you know identifying you know mental health but this is more so that that barrier of not just black men but men in general having those you know emotions with their homies and it don't feel like they're getting judged for it, so that's where that kind of came from.
3: yeah, I definitely know. I got some experience with you know, and I got different circles where it's different levels of you know intimacy or whatever you want to call that you know that thing. Um, and I find that like you really just gotta meet people where they're at, you know what I'm saying. Some people ain't even in touch enough with their emotions to know how to handle that kind of conversation you know what i'm saying they just they they didn't buried all that stuff way down you know what i'm saying and then and, and it's so you know traumatized or you know in pain that you know what i'm saying they just don't even it's a shell of themselves you know what i'm saying you see it but you know what i mean sometimes you can't you can't break through that armor and you just gotta let you know what i mean let people live because i what i found is like sometimes you in trying to you know connect or say you know i mean you can talk to me dog you know what i'm saying you end up pushing them away because they're scared of what you might find out you know what i'm saying and i think that uh, that's from my experience what what i've gone through but i i just kind of lean back on just trying to do what you can do but understand that you got to meet people where they are you know what i'm saying when they're not ready to have that conversation You got to just, you know what I mean? Let it go.
2: Yeah. And I think to kind of piggyback on that Superfly, it's because I, I, I 100% agree. Like you can't like force uh, your homies into having those convos and everything, but it's kind of just changing the environment to make it welcoming to, to have those types of conversations. If they're open to it, you know, and we, re- as as men, you know, uh, as a little boy, like B. Marsh was touching on, like, you're kind of instructed to, uh, you know, hold tough, you know, the, the example of falling down, like, you know, get up, be tough, don't cry, you know, whereas, yeah, allowing, you know, his daughter to express her emotions and, you know, we know, like as children, you need to have some of those emotional releases like you know because maybe not to kind of bring it all the way full circle, but maybe some of this stuff you know is kind of what is affecting the Kirkland family you know what I mean like the you, you do have like this different standard of us you know growing up and how we're supposed to act and everything and I think that you know especially with social media and you know people just kind of um, Allowing themselves to get stuff off their chest because you there there is some benefits to hiding behind a screen. Like they have done some studies where, um, in terms of like certain uh, kids learning and like being involved in class, you know. Whereas if everyone is physically there, they might not be as involved because they're a little bit more reserved. But in an online setting, you know, they actually tend to be more forthcoming because you know they don't have kind of the same. Pressure, so I think that we're we're kind of seeing in like the social media age that we're in, people trying to change the the rhetoric and being like, "Yo, it's okay to be a man and be emotional," you know, like it's healthier for us to be able to have you know some of those emotional releases, and I'm assuming this is something that just comes with age, but I am fully aware that. Where I'm at in life now, I'm way more emotional than I was when I was like in my younger twenties and stuff like that. Like it's not even close. Like you know, it's it's crazy how things nowadays will mess me up. Where you know back in the day, it's like oh yeah, no, nah, whatever, dog, like no big <laughs> deal. But now you know, you you got these videos that come across you know Facebook, YouTube of like the uh, military families, like the dads coming home surprising their kids. Being from a military family every single one of those videos get me, dog. Like, and it's one of those things where I'm like, all right, good thing I'm working from home. <laughs> no one can see this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, I do think that we are starting to see some kind of a shift and you can attribute, you know, B Marsh, bringing it up, uh, Ocho Cinco talking about it. Like there is becoming a little bit more of a platform and you do have some of these guys that, you know, as as men, we do look up to athletes, um, whether that's the the right or wrong thing to do or whatever. But you have these guys that are trying to, you know, do their part to change the the story around it and make it so that you know we don't have to always feel like we have to internalize everything because we you know we're we're finding out a lot more about mental health and all that kind of stuff. And as men, we know women tend to live longer, but we'd like to at least be giving ourselves a chance.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I'm going to piggyback off a little bit what you said, Superfly. I think that sometimes the not knowing what to say sometimes it is, is what holds people back from approaching someone. You know, because, again, and what you said, if, if you never lost a parent, or if you've never been through a situation that somebody's going through, you know, how could you possibly relate? Like, or how to, you know, to approach that, or have the magic words to say? You, you don't, and you have to meet them halfway. Like, if somebody wants to talk, they're gonna come to you and talk, regardless. Like, no matter if you said the magic words or not, because somebody will be the release. Like, you, you whether it be sometimes I, I've I realized there may be somebody that that isn't emotionally connected to you, and somebody you need need to listen that just needs to listen to everything you've got to say. All right. But I think that as you get older, age comes with being aware, or it should come with being aware of just you know checking on your friends or checking on people that you you know at this point you know routines you know you know how the person their mood is all the time, and if something is off, you should say something. And and I think um, CB and I kind of experienced this couple years ago at at work. You know, there was, you know, a co-worker of ours that that just seemed a little off. And, and and you have a conversation with this person constantly and, you know, their moods, you know, you know, just everything, you know, something's just off just by the conversation. And you look back and you say, you know, I should have said something. I should have, you know, the, that story didn't end well, you know, and I, we mentioned it kind of sort of, you know, on the show a while back. But the story didn't end well um, with that person. But, you know, you look back on the conversation, dang, I should have. And, and I don't want to ever get to that point again where, like, you know, you see something's off and you just don't ask that question. Because that could be the question. To just kind of, yeah, you know what? I'm not right right now. You know, let's let's talk. Um, and I know growing up, Pops is always, you know, even still to this day, you know, He's, you know, he's he wants he's in touch with making sure, you know, he always tells his kids that he loves them and check, you know, checking in just because you got you need that, you know, as men like you don't if you do know, don't if you never received that from a man you don't know how to give it to another man. That's if you have a son or you know a brother or cousin whatever you know like, you have to you have to have that because most of it is learned right. And we just we just can't pick that up without you know just like that. Now, most of our habits are learned habits. That way you learn what you want to change about yourself, what you don't want to change, you know. So, but yeah, I, I think we have to check in with each other. I mean, I think, you know, what we have every Thursday is a form of healing, therapy, one way or another, whether if we if we deal with emotions or not. I mean, we, we get off stuff that's on our chest on a regular
3: yeah definitely i think also like showing up you know what i'm saying not even you don't even have to have a conversation sometimes just being in the room with somebody y'all got you know what i'm saying some some drinks on the table and you just sitting there you know what i mean watching the game or something or just sharing space sometimes a that might open up you know what i'm saying somebody might open up a little bit more but then Mm -hmm. also just your presence sometimes people understand what that is you know what i mean and and we'll get value out of that
0: yep. and i've done that before too like i mean i know what to say but i'll sit with you and we can you know we can talk and not talk right you know go ahead.
1: now we i was about to say you know i definitely had those moments um but even you know like once i left there you know every time i came back to the east i like i tried to check in with them you know and that was just Because that's what I wanted to do that also made me feel better. You know what I mean? It wasn't even so much, I got 55,000 people I could check in with, but this is the one I want to tap in with. Because, you know, the stuff that you go through with this person, then it kind of, it bleeds into that relationship of, I don't want to be that person that wasn't there or that changed outside of that. You know, me leaving didn't change my dynamic with, you know, with Cleo at all. If anything, it had to make it stronger because, we went strong. I mean, we was riding together to go into football games and then to have that completely stop and understand that that wasn't going to be there anymore. In that moment, it was like, yo, I've, I've done this before. Like being a PK, I've, I've dipped around different states and either holding on to a, a friendship that was going to mean something was exactly what it was going to mean. You know what I mean? But it had to deal with, you know, the level of just being straight up with that person. You know what I mean? Because, you come around, you come across a lot of people in your lifetime. <laughs> a lot of people. But there ain't too many that stay around during that whole lifetime. And I feel like you gotta you gotta kinda you gotta be honest with yourself about that. Cause a lot of people take it for it's the amount of people that come around and not so much the amount of people that are still around when it's all said and done.
0: Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And at this point in your life, you know, you know, in our age range you know, we, we probably lost a lot of friends, maybe not, you know, physically, but just you know, within the circle, because, you know, as, as you grow, what that person was about, or it's not necessarily what you're about. I mean, it's it's an evolu- it's evolution, you know, I, I used to have a, plenty of friends, a lot of friends, and now, like, you know, sitting here with you guys, like, I, I would consider you guys, like, right here, connected in the circle, because, I mean, we, we've shared a lot, you know, we've had real conversations. We had fun conversations. You know, Superfly's DJ, plenty of events for me. You know, he was he's he's been there. I mean, we've taken midnight rides to a football, indoor football field in Rockville to play football. I mean, you know, it, it, the experience is there. I mean, me and CB went to Aspen together. I don't Shameless plug, but I'm just saying it's there.
2: <laughs> Thanks.
0: But uh, I think we just have to check in. I mean, and that's, and I know I think next week we're going to have a guest on where we're probably going to retouch this again, but just, you know, as brothers, you got to just stay meant, you know, it's mentally connected with someone just to make sure that they're okay.
2: And kind of like how we've touched on like the, the pandemic, the quarantine, it's, it's kind of at this point in it, like it's really hitting me like certain groups of friends that I legitimately just haven't seen in almost, you know, like however long, like well over a year at this point. And, you know, it it's, it sucks. Cause you know, these are, these are the homies and we could, you know, in years past, at least count on like, Oh yeah, well, we always did this trip, you know, every January or something, or, you know, we always hit up like these beer festivals and all that kind of stuff hasn't been there. You know what I mean? So some of the, you know, the homies where the, and Kaleo, as you were talking about, we get older, you know, people get married, people start having kids, like people are in different stages of their lives as, you know, as we, as we start to grow and it makes, you know, seeing everybody even more difficult anyways. So it's one of those things where it's really become more obvious, like who I haven't seen. And, you know, once it's more realistic, like, you know, some of the, some of the people that you'd like to have at the top of the list for who you're going to get to see once it's more reasonable. But it, it, it does, you know, remind me that, Hey, yeah, let me, let me just hit these people up. Let them know that I'm thinking about them. Cause you know, there's no harm in just being like, yo, yo man, like you, you came across my mind this week. Like, you know, how's the fam, how are the kids doing? Because I know for me personally, my life isn't that stressful. I don't got kids. I don't got a mortgage. Like, I'm worried about myself more than anything else. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not. There aren't as many other people depending on me as, you know, say the fathers that are sitting here on the panel. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 a little bit different. So it might mean more for me to be the one to reach out because I'm the one that has the bandwidth. I'm the one who like. My homies, you know, they got, they got kids they're raising. They that's gonna be top of their mind. You know, I can be the one to reach out. Like, why not?
0: The top wants me to tell a Vegas story. So, real quick, so John, you don't story, never birthday, tell a
3: Vegas story. Come on, man.
0: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the, the Hammonds in
3: Vegas stays in Vegas. This is
0: the crust. This is the crust of the story. This ain't the filling. Um. What, 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 so for his birthday, his wife sent him out. Um. Since he had never been, and she hit me up. Got me a plane ticket and sent me out there to surprise him. So we were out we were on two separate flights. Uh he didn't know anything. Um I got put on spirit, which I thought we were gonna ride together. I was like almost four hours when we got there. But uh she sent me out there to surprise him. Uh we had a good time. It was just you know, that was just he had never been. She knew that, you know, we we're best friends. She wanted me out there with him. We went. So that's the crust of the story. Um So let's see, getting, getting to this right here. I I think, I think the brotherhood is going to fade just a little bit because I'm, (laughs) you know, I'm privy to everything, what's getting ready to happen. And, and and right now I think, you know, we'll we'll agree to disagree. Definitely. Because that's exactly, that's exactly what he's about to do. He's trying to break up the family. Um, Let's go.
1: So real real quick, hold on before you put it up. So one, I would like to apologize uh, to all of y'all because I have not posted my segments in the last like two or three weeks. So I'm definitely gonna get back on that. But uh, Superfly, this one is for you. Um, I was was watching Netflix, you know, they had the little hip hop, you know, kind of the different eras of music, locations, And it got me thinking. And then I said, oh, March Madness is happening as well. So what better way to piss everybody else off is to have a March Madness of producers.
3: Hmm. Okay.
1: So as you can see here, we have a bunch of producers and they are against each other. BB,
0: you're kind of lost in it real quick. I'm going to change it up. but I'm glad eat. you
3: still kept me in here among yeah. the greats. You <laughs> know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> facts. Facts on
3: facts
0: on facts right
3: now. That's yo.
2: amazing how that worked out, yo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yo, for you the see people it?
2: that only get the audio, they're going to miss out on this. But right. for everyone that is watching the replay, you know, that's watching on y'all YouTube, y'all see like... it. Y'all
3: see it. Y'all see you above me. Y'all see who,
2: you know what I'm saying? Right. You <laughs> know what it is. Hold up. Yo, yo, supervised
1: straight up hit a pose and didn't say shit for like two minutes when he saw the way it lined up. He was like,
3: Yeah, right. I like that. Right.
1: <laughs> this looks about. This is right. where
3: I belong. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: Anyway, uh, so fellas, this is the game of March Madness. This is the versus. That's not really a versus, right? But this is how we're going to break this down is a bracket style? You have Tim versus the Neptunes, which is uh, hometown versus hometown. You got Jay Diller versus Kanye.
3: Nice wonder. <laughs> yeah, that's nice.
1: Nice. My bad. See, that's that. If you look at them from a distance, they almost look the same. But I go. really wanted Jay Dillon <laughs> on that Because there's a reason why I wanted Jay Dylan versus Kanye, which if you know your history, you know yeah. Why yeah
3: let's pretend it's Jay Dylan.
1: Okay, thank you. No shots <laughs> on
3: ninth. Ninth is the man, but yeah, let's Facts. pretend it's JD.
1: You got the Heat Makers versus Cool and Dre, and then you got Dre versus Swiss. So we'll go with round one. And the round one is Tim versus the Neptunes. And we gotta, it's it's four of us, so we gotta we gotta come to a we gotta come to a, a consensus. To oh, we going. all gotta
3: agree. Is this music or is this hip hop? Or do we what are we talking?
1: Strictly production, everything that they have on their menu.
3: No matter what the genre, right?
1: Nope. Okay. we're not, we not talking about them, any one of them getting on the on the mic not 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 rapping strictly production
2: it's,
3: i'm going neptunes
2: yeah i think it's hard to not go yeah, with the neptunes i think that they would obviously speak incredibly highly of of tim and everything but well, like you know they they dominated all different genres of music like they've had, well, what year was that, Kaleo, where they had like 43 or something percent of like the top yep. 100 songs or whatever? Yep. Like that's that's ridiculous.
0: A lot of people don't even realize they produced uh, Use Your Heart um, by SWV. WV. A lot of people didn't realize that's them.
1: Well, early well, early
0: sound of Neptunes.
1: Well, the fact that Pharrell wrote Teddy Riley's verse yeah. on, Rump shaker was just enough for me. Where I was, they so were... all
0: right.
3: It's kind of a disadvantage with Timberland because he's he's going against two people. You well, know no. what I'm saying? So the volume of production is able to be the, the output why... is more.
1: Right. The reason why I did I pinned them against each other was because of the sound of Virginia, though. Right. Okay, for real. The reason why I say that is if you look at it, and I feel like we're all historians of this music game, right? Yes, you can look at the Neptunes for what they did and how they they created their own sound, how and in the different genres that they were in. Tim also has a lot in different genres, but yep. you look at the same amount of two producers, Tim killed with Missy, Genuine, Magoo, Aaliyah, you like his Tim might
3: own- have bigger songs or better songs. I'm not gonna lie. Like there's a might be a cup, but I like the <laughs> the breath of what the Neptunes done, did. You know what I'm saying? That's the, the, me.
1: And if you look at it, it's, it's close to me, but I will give it to, the reason why I give it to the Neptunes is because of the far out that they, they had people change to them and not them to the artists. The artist was like, I want whatever it is that you're doing compared to oh. this is my sound. Give me something that works with it. They were like, You getting this Neptune sound and either you going to rock with it or you not. And that's the reason why. Not saying that Timberland didn't do that, but I feel like Timberland stayed true to his sound. People then kind of created themselves off of that. And that was it.
0: I mean, he just gave you the whole Daniel Kalulia and uh, Lakeith Stanfield again.
3: (laughs) The other thing we don't talk about much though is, is that the longevity, like, like Pharrell still be out here. You know what I'm still saying? And, doing and it. I haven't seen. I have like, like Tim hasn't really. He's been selective. He, he's doing the verses. You know what I'm saying? So he's touching culture in a different way. But as far as production goes, I don't remember the last big thing he did. Maybe Justin Timberlake, the 2020 joint. That's the only thing I can think yeah, of. That's, but yeah. Big, Which was crazy. You know, yeah. That that album is dope. Like that first one is dope, but
0: he just recently did the Anderson Pack uh duels uh single. Okay. That's that's it. I mean, like you're talking about it's like coming out in a major way. It was the I may mean, hell, the man in the wood, the Justin timberlake uh, and That's that's pretty much all Tim has really put his 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 heart into was, was these Justin projects because Missy's not really doing anything right now. Um so he, he has time to experiment. He's experimenting with a lot of different things. Like he even put down the keyboards, like he's kind of straight, like um, beat machine kind of yeah, like tutoring a now. Ride. Yeah. On, on Twitter, and on Twitch now too. So, all right. So that's, uh, we all agree. So, uh, CB, did you, you already yeah. gave yours? Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah I chose, I went with the Neptunes too. And I, th- I okay. think that for people that have watched hip hop evolution on Netflix, when they talk about Virginia, and these these two guys are like a big chunk of that episode. Like I've rewatched it a bunch of times. It's super interesting to me hearing some of the the stories behind everything.
1: Yep. All right. So the uh, the next one we'll go with is supposed to be Jay Dilla.
0: We'll <laughs> okay, go with Dilla. Dilla and Ye? Okay. Ah. Yeah. <sighs>
3: Kanye fucked up, man. I'm going to baby. <laughs> 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 but look, look, I love Kanye, man. Pre- look, Ma- look. pre-MAGA Kanye. Listen, was, was dope.
1: <laughs> I did, listen, I did this on purpose. Look at the picture again that I put of Kanye. Look at look at what era Kanye was. Backpack, right, is exactly. that right? Right. Yeah. On purpose.
0: College dropout.
1: Yes.
2: I did super that one. Wire. I did the I did the the early. Uh, the early on, fresh the old Kanye that everyone's always talking about and shit.
1: Now I'll give you mine while you guys go. Ahead. I, I st- I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Dylan. I I think that it was just I feel like he had the short amount of time that he was here. He did so much and he created a sound that again nobody else.
3: A couple times,
1: right. He created a sound that even to the point where there's certain there's only certain people that would make a certain gesture of when they hear their music, and I feel like he was one of them people that was just like it. It blew your mind. How? Why? Where? Where did you get this from? And it it created the person, the artist, to give him that much on that type of on that production.
3: Yeah, I agree, man. He's like the Stevie Wonder or the Prince. You know what I'm saying? Of producers to me. Just like they're on a he's on a different planet with his stuff. All
2: right, that's two. I feel like since there's already two people on the the Dilla side, it's mostly just convincing myself that I gotta be over there too. Um UCB. <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> um like if, to me, like Dilla has Like we, when we think about what he did and his impact, you know, it's, it's a little bit different because when I think of Kanye, obviously he was a producer first, but what he's become is a lot bigger than, and the way I think about him is not in the production. Like, I don't think of him as the producer the same way now, um, just because he touches on so many other things, you know, being involved with shoes and fashion and, you know, getting into politics and, you know, talking out of the side of his head. But he like I, I can I can totally get behind Jay Dilla here, um, especially like the it is it's a little bit different when you're comparing, you know, someone who's not around. Um, but. It, like I, I can totally get behind picking Jay Dillon in uh in this particular matchup, if you know, it, just because I'm I'm not thinking it. Like I love Kanye as a producer early, but you know he, it's it's kinda just you just think about him for all of the uh, eccentric stuff that he does nowadays.
3: Man, if it was 2010, I would be right on the on the <laughs> ledge, on the ledge of going yes, yeah.
0: Kanye. But right, uh, I mean. I'm one of those people. <laughs> I mean, I see, look, no, look, I get to, it's a tough, it's it's, it's, it's tough for some people. Um, but my thing is, I don't have to know you personally. I know what I'm connected with. And so, to me, Kanye made it, rap with his, his mouth shut, wired shut, and made a hit, made a whole, uh, a record about, through the, like, look, Jay Dilla is hip hop. There's a lot of classic Jay Dillas, but we know where I'm going with this. I don't have to like your, your political preferences, who you married to, any out, crazy outlandish things you may do. But I know when I put on the track and how that track makes me feel and other tracks that you've done for people. I mean, come on, the, the whole the, the split between him and just blaze on blueprint. Ridiculous.
3: All right, I mean, one rebuttal to your uh the the through the wire argument mm-hmm. is donuts was made on Jay Dill, he did it on his I, deathbed.
0: I, 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 I get that too. And that's 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 the tough. That's the tough one, right? So
3: when you go back and listen to those, all the I'm, people who aren't music nerds out there, I'm not, go back and look at those samples. He was talking to you through the samples on the beat. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you gotta dig a little bit deeper, but he Should made it on called. his deathbed.
0: Uh I get that one hundred percent. I get it. Um, Why well, he is not budgeted? But I'm saying, and, and I remember seeing to the, to this day, the Glow in the Dark tour is the greatest concert experience I've ever experienced in my entire life. So out of this, I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be the, you know, the run of the family. I'm going. I gotta go with yay on this one. So I don't know how we're gonna pick who splits that. I mean, You guys will win. Bill gonna win this category because anyway, it's three to one. So, we'll move forward.
1: All right. So, what we got next? We got uh, Swiss versus Dre.
3: Is this really a competition? This is a one versus 16.
0: <laughs> no. I mean. Swiss has more output than Dre, for sure. But. You know yeah. Right. As, no. as far as tracks output. I, I think Swiss is, has way more product. I mean, he has way more songs produced than Dre. But I mean, are you in co to NWA? I mean, if you think about, so listen, listen. To, I know that I'm not picking Swiss. I'm I'm just saying, Dre. I'm picking Dre for sure. But as far as songs, this is a good trivia question. Let's look at who has more songs produced or credits because Swiss is all. Swiss has the whole rough rider movement. He has the stuff he did for himself, and he has the stuff he did outside of that. I mean, Dre is the death row stuff, uh, the the aftermath. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I Eminem. m <laughs> Yeah, fifty. Fifty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think Swiss is is more loose of what he does, and he just he just put he has more output. Doesn't necessarily mean it's good, but he Swiss has way more tracks produced. I'm still picking Dre.
3: I'm Here not sure go. if even volume wise, I, I think Dre still got Dre might got Swiss. You know what I'm saying? Just on the from, you know what I mean, from the early '80s all the way up through. You know, when did uh, what was that, Compton? What was the last thing that Dre put out? What album was that?
0: Yeah, that was comp, the 2001. or No, 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 no. This was like no. Nah, I'm talking Kendrick about the, it, on the, the NWA one. Yeah, the one that came out with the NWA. It's supposed to be the detox, but he called it Compton. Yeah, that Compton is it? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's Dre for me. It's not—not not even that question.
2: I, I mean, yeah, I feel like it would be uh, sacrilegious if I—I'm
3: bullying. We bullying a CB. <laughs> no, but no
1: no, no, no. This is one of
2: those. This is one of those where it to like you make the joke about a, it being a one versus sixteen. Like you you know, I, I totally get that. Like, that's kind of hilarious, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, how do you, like, you have to choose Dr. Dre, at least, you know, from my point of view. Um, And I, Kaleo, I think what you're, you're trying to get at with Swiss is Swiss has, he had a period of time where he was one of those producers where he was in your face. You know, he was, um, you know, when he was doing a track, like he, Cause what, what's like Dre's most recent big hit that he's, that he's produced like recently. But I know know that's, but I know that Swiss did, you know, a couple things that Wayne's put out, you know, he had, you know, he had uh, a song that was on like some of the video games and all that kind of stuff. Like, I think from a commercial standpoint, Swiss does a lot more commercial type stuff than I would say Dre would. But I think that, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that his catalog ends up being bigger. That would be something I would like to look up.
1: We can do that. All right. that that's what Clay was looking up now. With the, and where it's at. But again, I thought it was, it's interesting because again, I tried to do the homework to where I'm giving you somebody who's still relevant, but also somebody who put in enough work in this time that they were around that they don't have to be relevant at this moment. And you can still look at their, 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 you know, their catalog and be like, damn, like you said, people automatically go, uh, you know, Dre had, you know, the, he had death row, you know, NWA. Then you like, damn, he had Eminem. Then he did 50. Then he did And then you like, you keep going and you realize, but all of that, that golden time where it just monster hits with
3: quality too, just like the, the quality of the music. Right to me is what separates it. You know what I'm saying? And that—that's what he's. That's his gift and a curse, right?
1: <laughs> right. Go ahead, Cleo. We we see, you, uh, it's, it's it? a
0: it's, it's a it's a tough Google question. You almost have to get down and study. I mean, it doesn't even tell you. It just tells you like some of the last stuff he's even produces off the Compton album. Like he's on the he's got a credit on the Eminem music to be murdered by, but I don't think he actually produced the track. He just lent his vocals.
1: No. same thing with probably one of the game albums you know what i'm saying like i definitely know he was um uh, because i know i i thought that he was on jesus piece but game said he played it for dre and dre was like you got one And i feel like that's one of the game's hardest albums which was jesus piece but um
0: maybe mansa musa on uh anderson,
1: anderson yeah
0: uh because that was his song that he gave the but who knows? I mean, hell, he could have some ghost production out there too. Yeah, oh, so, a lot of them do. All right.
1: Last but not least, I, I tried to get a. Again, I know having the the duo, the dynamic duo, if you will, but a cool and Dre versus the Heat Makers. This I was a little biased on, so I may just I, I'm not gonna say my pick. I feel like it's still a good a good battle, if you will.
3: It's the play-in game, right?
1: It is. Right. Right. Because <laughs> they're, uh, they're definitely not they're not making it over Dre, so either one of them. So
0: well, and Dre had a lot of hits. Um He us did what? He did a lot of the dipset stuff, right?
2: Yeah. And I always love the dipset production more than
3: I know they got they got a few bangers cool Drake that, got that cool and great on. I'll, I don't know if cool and Dre got banged. Like when you yeah. hear, I'm ready.
1: Oh my God. Yeah, that's I, I <laughs> that, That's what I because I do that. See, this is where I'm coming with. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, cool and Dre, though, their bangers are sometimes, or matter of fact, I think two or three of them are Fat Joe's anthems, though.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Lean back. Yeah. Well, so right. oh, that's Scott yeah. Storage, my bad.
1: Well, yeah. But you got you got so you got some of Fat Joe anthems or even some of the hardest, like again, they kind of have that Miami thing online. Rick Ross stuff, Right. Yeah. The, uh but and trust me, I wanted to initially do the runners, but don't I, I it was way too much. I was like, you know what, this this is a whole show. We got all- <laughs> Clayo's not about to kick me off for like just taking over the show. So Again, this is the this is the playing game. But I again, for me, it's a personal heat makers because as soon as I hear anything dip dip said, I'm wanting to stand on the couch with a bottle or something. So,
0: right, right. Should put Justice League in man. <laughs>
1: Listen, <laughs> I didn't want to make it a whole.
0: No,
2: nah, I got you, got you, I got you.
0: CB, did you already, did you already give your pick.
2: I mean, I'm gonna go with the with the heat makers, mostly because for their joints, like I think about the production of those songs, like you know, because I wasn't wasn't the biggest fan of the actual artists personally, so it was the production that actually had me listening to the songs on repeat. You know what I mean?
3: All right, I- so real quick, just Cool and Dre, we just to throw their big their big records out there, right? All the way up. That's what right? it was.
0: All the, yep.
3: Um, the game, hater to love it.
0: Oh, that was them. Um,
2: there was I a wanted, period of time where all that check. Florida music—it felt like they were on. They were doing everything.
3: Yeah, I'm just trying to get the big hits. You know what I'm saying? That that just New York, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Like being Ooh. from DC, it's hard to be like, yeah, that's the that's the jam. Like <laughs> we, really, yeah. we weren't really we weren't really wrong with that joint. But I can get why somebody might be like, that's a big record. Holla at me was dope. I, I really love that record. Which It's one? fun to play? Holla at me, the joint um with the uh um with the sample from uh, what's his name? Uh, African Bambada, Bambada? yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, 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 that's right.
3: And Lil Wayne in the beginning.
0: Yep, yep, yeah. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna stick with Heat Makers on this one, cause the, I'm ready. Yeah, that the Diplet, the Dipset thing they did was, was crazy.
3: For all, for the Cam and then the Diplomat records, like I gotta go. Yeah, with it. they're just bigger. I, I love yeah. Dipset, so I gotta go.
0: Okay. With them.
1: I think in the interest of time, we might have to move this.
0: It up. Okay, we can we can we can we can do we can, to continue it because we'll, uh we'll have to because you still got to break down the next matchup of exactly. Dilla versus the Neptunes and Dre versus Heatmakers. Well, you don't have to break that down. We, I, I mean, so we got to figure out We're gonna find out who's
3: going against Dre. Exactly.
0: <laughs> That's what this is about, right? right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, CB, hit us up. Mm. a yeah, so... like
2: um we did some Air Max Day stuff recently. Air Max Day is coming up. It's March 26th. So um, for people that are fans of Air Maxes and follow Air Max Day, Nike tries to come out with a new silhouette, you know, basically to honor the, the day and everything. And so these are the Air Max pre-day. Um, this is the shoe that Nike's dropping for um, air Max Day this year, the color that I've seen these be called is Liquid Lime. Um, I it, I think that it, it's cool because it has a uh, like a really retro aesthetic to it, while also looking kind of modern at the same time with how they do the air bubble um, and all of that. So um, they're not a must cop for me. Uh, there are there's always you know some dope stuff dropping on Air Max Day, um, which for me would take priority over these. But this is the first silhouette in a few years that they've dropped on uh, Air Max Day that I've actually been like, oh yeah, I really, I really like these because um, the original Vapor Maxes when they, because I believe those were something that were were an Air Max Day drop. Um, I wasn't as much of a fan of the original iteration of them as I am of the newer versions that they've done uh, but this is something that I'm at least interested in and would be more interested in if I can get it for below retail All
0: right what's the price on these uh
2: 130 so not you know it's it you know it's not quite as affordable dope. as like dunks or anything but it's not like we're paying for a pair of jays or something like that
0: Okay. how right. like those
2: you also know movie. you like, like the,
3: colors. the colors. I like the colors too. Actually, kind of a summer spring kind of kind of vibe. The only thing that's like, I'm like, why they keep Swagger Jack and Sakai, man? Like some of the profile.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, for real, they tr- they trying to get some of that. We we see what y'all doing.
1: Uh, they're a cop for me, but in a different colorway. I'm not feeling this colorway.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, it gives it, like I said, Easter, minty kind of vibe. Um, uh, when is uh, Air Max Day?
2: March 26th. Nope. March
0: 26th. The Bacons are tomorrow, right?
2: Uh, The Bacons are also Air Max Day.
0: Okay, okay, next. Okay, gotcha.
2: gotcha. Yeah, okay. so there might be some, I don't know if any of the shops are doing, you know, special stuff for it. But as far as, like, the sneakers drop and everything, that's Air Max Day as far as I know. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
0: Uh, all right. Uh, I think I went last last week. I'll go first this week. keeping uh, in the spirit.
3: Yo, yeah. let's go.
0: These were on, um, these are soul links kind of. Hey, get these. <laughs> so, but this material is like a corduroy denim material.
2: You know, I'm a fan of co- of, of the cords.
0: Yeah, but this thing is... I think they're more denim. As I look at them, things are dope. Just the basic inside of the air bubble.
2: I'm interested to hear what Superfly has to say about those since we know that he's not a big fan of denim on shoes, but he also does like the Air Max 95.
3: Yeah, I do like the Air Max 95, and I do not like denim on shoes. You are correct. (laughs) (laughs) But they they look cool on you, bro. <laughs> uh
1: who's up next? I'll go ahead and hit them. Right. So uh recently I talked about, you know, switching up the uh switching up the, the workouts from 30 minutes to, to an hour. So uh when you switch up the workouts, you gotta switch up your shoe game in order for you to make it through the damn workout, right? And the ladders and the cones and the the, the, the new jump rope since that shit that Cleo got me was at was bullshit. Um,
0: <laughs> Instagram man, that's all I gotta say. Instagram man, I got so, a better one now. i I can link you that if you want that one.
1: Well, I just bought one for nine dollars from TJ Maxx, so I'm good. Like I'm, good, uh-huh. you know. But uh, anyway, so I had to up the 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 workout shoe game, and I got the uh, someone, the Nike app, and it was only sixty bucks. These are the, the Nike Milers. Boom. Uh, very comfortable. Um, React. Just very, is that react, react on the bottom? Yeah.
3: Yep. Can't go wrong.
1: And I mean, when I tell you, like as soon as I put them on, it didn't even take long for me to break them in. But clearly, I got the, the all blacks just because you know you're going to be messing them up. But when I tell you these, it is I don't have that moment like I talked about last week of wanting to take the shoe off immediately and put the slides on. Right. But I mean, do it but it's just not as quickly with these on but these are actually a good workout shoe both uh cross training and just like you know kind of doing regular you know uh workout. so definitely had to had to up the the workout shoe game uh, i'm not you know outside with like cb with the with the fresh kicks that everybody needs to check out
0: cause <laughs> that's,
2: not the, only, uh, that's only when it's not leg day Right. leg day i gotta wear you know shoes that uh I'm going to be willing to really crease up and do all that. But, yeah, otherwise, <laughs> you're right. I'm normally trying to flex.
0: There you go. Superfly, you got anything?
3: No, I don't got nothing tonight, But okay. I do want to complain. Like, why won't Nike put out a slide with React in it? Like, <laughs> yo, I but would buy, like 200 But they have been putting out, here. like,
2: air slides. You know what I mean? I know. Mean? It is like. It's <sighs> hard. Like, React more comfortable than air. Like, right like, yes, I agree you know um, so I'm gonna allude to what I'm showing off
0: Ooh.
2: they came with uh, a <laughs> but um Woo. this is not a sneaker hit, so I don't want people to think that I'm out here. Um, bucking the system because I'm not. Caught the L. Uh, but this was a must-cop in general. So I'd actually bought a pair before Ooh. they dropped. Um, they, they look dropped. gray
0: in the light, but I know that those are the Carolina Blues. Yep. Gray the, that's that's a, a blue color.
2: The UNC <laughs> joints. Um, so, yeah. And the, the quality's great, but these, these were a must-cop for me this year, and I had to get a, a Vince Carter North Carolina jersey to go with them because you know, everyone's got the everyone. You know, wants to rock the MJ one. So I was like, yeah, let's uh, let's go with some Vinsanity.
0: There you go, I the definitely, James Worthy. I,
1: I definitely would have been uh the the, the Sheed.
2: I'd have had to get the Sheed uh, jersey. I feel that him and uh, dude, my one of my initial introductions to college basketball was the team that had Rasheed Wallace and Jerry Stackhouse on it. On. Me to
0: Rashad McCants. That wow. team
3: was crazy. That was must see TV, man. When 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 they was playing, but like those North Carolina games was nuts. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, um, great show, fellas. I, uh, we got golfed in conversation, and that's that's a good thing as always. Uh, before we get out of here, let everybody know. Find us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. Uh, also, what you can find everywhere else is now me and CP's uh, single all on the way to Aspen. <laughs> I need to update this fly because we're on Bandcamp, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Title, we're on Google Play, I believe. Um, iTunes, for some reason, didn't put it out, even though we, we dropped it through the, the hub. But, yeah. you know, it's there for everybody listening. A lot of the feedback from it from thus far. Um, Glad so, people yeah. are
2: enjoying us having fun.
0: Yeah, that's all it is. It's fun. When there's no mm. expectations, it's just do what you got to do. It so, down. yep, it, exactly. All right, y'all. We got something else. Peace. Peace.